everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Sipping Tea with Nat and Z. I'm Nat. And I am Z. What's up? Good morning. What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We um, have a lot to cover today because our episode is Education of the Black Woman. So we don't want to dilly-dally. Yes. <laughs> We're not dilly dallying. We're not dilly dallying today. <laughs> so let's get right into the tea of the day. We're not tea experts. You should speak to your doctor when drinking herbal tea, as there are potential side effects when mixed with some medication. Uh, the tea, any tea, herbal tea, should not be substituted for medication. We're not affiliated with any of these companies, nor are these endorsements. So, what is the tea on the table today? All black, everything. So. <laughs> That was kind of loud. <laughs> y'all, if y'all want to see Sarifa <laughs> fall back when I say all black, everything, I think I came across a little loud on the last side. <laughs> like I blew away with my voice. But, you know, I was excited when, you know, all black, everything, voting for everything black, all that stuff. Anyway, the name of the tea um, set is all black, everything. Um, we'll have the link. And we can post it for you, you guys. So if you're looking for some caffeine without the jitters, just add honey. Has had, And that's the name of the company. Has it packaged our favorite black teas to give you the perfect amount of caffeine to get your day started. They're all uniquely different, offering a different taste with every particular blend. They're 10 ounce grab bags, or you can get them in 30 ounce tins. And it's a perfect for the, your tea lover, the tea lover in your life. Even if that tea lover is you. So make sure you treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. So the favorite, the fla- uh, flavors that they have in the gift set are black coconut, which is black tea. They're all black teas. Rise Up, Lamp, Sang, Suchong. I'm probably pronouncing that <laughs> incorrectly. Lamp, Sang, Suchong. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, y'all, but... I think it's probably a good tea. <laughs> and then there's a tea that's just black. That's just the name of the tea is just black. And then there's honey honey and um, honey sticks and tea filters that come with it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have the, the link for you guys to check out the all black everything. Yes, yeah, get you some Chang. Some mm-hmm. Chang tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so hot tea, right? Ooh, uh, it's hot. I did not want to talk about this because the time has passed, but there are new developments. So I figure it wouldn't be hot tea. It, it's hot, but it's, it's cold. It's like it's lukewarm. lukewarm. It's been outside. <laughs> it's lukewarm tea. Because it, lukewarm. you made the tea and you forgot it on the counter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, hello. Good. <laughs> We're getting a phone call during the middle of the hot tea segment. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm not even going to tell my sister. I'm not even going to tell my sister to delete that. That's pure comedy. Okay. <laughs> so the hot tea. Yes. Um, Will Smith. So we already know what he did at the Oscars. He resigned and then the Academy followed up. And they banned him from the event for 10 years. And, you know, there's still people saying, take his award away. No, that man deserved it. He did. He mm-hmm. did that role. You give him his just due. My, my problem with those people who say take his award are, and I just watched this documentary last night. 
Harvey Weinstein. Mm. This man has been a, and I don't want to hear about the, don't keep saying about the whatabouts, whatabouts. I'm a what about this shit to death, okay? The wines, the Harvey Weinstein has been a predator since the 70s, okay? He raped a woman in the 70s. Mm. He, and a lot of people don't know this, the Weinstein company is not his first company. His company with his brother was Miramax. Oh. And it was named after his mom and his dad, which was Miriam and Max. So he owned that company with his brother, and then Disney bought it out. And then Disney told him to get going, and then that's when they got the Weinstein Company. And when the Weinstein Company was developed, they were already on the downswing. Like, things started to take place where people were talking more. This man has been a notorious predator, and people in Hollywood knew it, but nobody wanted to do anything about it because he considered himself the sheriff and in some ways he was dubbed that um by Hollywood so this man for a run of about 10 years had in a movie nominated for an Oscar every single year I'm talking about a 10-year run that is unheard of okay there are women that we know who have gotten roles that he slept with and not slept with let me rephrase that that he forced himself upon and told them that had they not slept with him, they, they wouldn't. wouldn't get roles. Wow. I have my suspicions. There are people that we know, right? Uh, Ashley Judd, he ruined her career, right? Oh, because wow. she wouldn't give in. Patricia Arquette, he knew she was from that family that people considered crazy. So, like, after Pulp Fiction, like, he was doing a lot of stuff to her because she was in Pulp Fiction. Mira Savino. Like, there are oh, people that were Mira. big... And then you didn't hear about them anymore because he just kind of came in and ruined their career. There are women who I'm pretty sure Gwyneth Paltrow, she got the Shakespeare in love mm-hmm. uh, from daily dallying with his ding dong. I'm just saying there are things that this man has done and the, and the Academy knew and they overlooked it and they still gave this man Oscars. Mm. Roman Polanski oh, pled guilty. He pled guilty to drugging and having sex with a girl who was 13 years old mm. and left the country to to avoid facing punishment. And they not only gave this, nominated this man for an award for the movie The Piano, but this man done got the award Ugh. for The Piano. So I don't want to hear about none of this bullshit about giving that man, making that man give back his Oscar. Thank you. I don't want to hear it. Let that man have it and let that be that. The second part of this is pissing me off. Is stop blaming Jada. Jada is not to blame for what Will did. If you read Will's book, it's all in Will's head for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. He may be attracted to a certain type of woman, and Jada might be that type of woman. Mm-hmm. And my husband said something to me. He said, well, you know, he probably felt that he always, he couldn't prove himself to Jada, like that no matter what he did, good she was enough. never satisfied and good enough. Right. And so he did that saying, am I good enough now? And in some ways, I could say, okay, I can see that happening, especially because I read his book. But that is not on Jada. Right. (laughs) That's on him. He got to deal with them insecurities. You're a people pleaser. If you're a people pleaser and your people that you're trying to always please are women. Right. That's not the women's fault. It's not the woman's fault. Mm -hmm. That's your issue that you need to deal with. I had to tell somebody in my comments. If you keep talking about you keep dealing with toxic people, respectfully, you need to figure do some introspection and go to therapy because <laughs> that ain't on the women. That is on you. Right. This blaming Jada is is rooted in a bunch of misogynoir. It's if you look at the people that are saying it, 
They probably not in a long term relationship, mm. not married. Mm. They probably treat women discard. a little disrespectfully, yeah. or they discard them. They don't hold high value. The women who blame Jada are probably in dysfunctional relationships themselves. Yeah. So they're projecting what they are hearing <laughs> and seeing out into the world. So miss me with all that. Period. It's called accountability. And I noticed that most of the people that are saying it's Jada's fault are people who don't take accountability in their lives. Mm. For a lot of things. Mm. So let's just leave it at that. Shots fire. Shots (laughs) fire. Bang, bang, bang. Period. (laughs) Like if you are some, and we talked about it. Mm -hmm. If you need to figure out if this is you, go back to listen to our accountability episode. Yes. And circle back and circle the block. Mm. And then come back and listen to this because I'm telling you, that is what's going on. It's people who don't know how to take accountability in their own life who want to push the blame onto somebody else. Will, he had his, his best friend, Jazzy Jeff, said it better than I could. This man has had an impeccable career mm. for over 30 years. Not a bad word said about this man. This man has done nothing. And you know what? He's been dubbed the nicest man in Hollywood. And partially because he probably took a whole lot of shit yeah. from a whole lot of people. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Did Chris Rock deserve getting smacked? No. I don't believe, I don't believe that it, well, put it like this. In that moment, no. no. And I think it was a lapse of judgment on Will's part that he will be paying for significantly. Mm-hmm. I just think that people need to understand that there is a such thing as redemption and that man deserves it more than anybody because he's never effed up right he's human but the problem he is but the problem is we like to play respectability uh mm. politics we like to present ourselves as respectable negroes thinking that the people who are watching never ever think that we are anything like that they respect us right. and that they see us as more than they don't. They never have. And no. this Will Smith's incident did not all of a sudden make people look at us that any differently so true. Such a good than they point. ever have. All of a sudden. That's not an all of a sudden moment. No. At all. And the reason why is because of the, the visceral that's coming, the vitriol that's coming at Will Smith. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Charlie Sheen was out here swinging his dangling, yes. knowing he was HIV positive, Sleeping with giving people... people sleeping with people and this man got a primetime special where he was talking about tiger blood and all kinds of other Mm. stuff okay (laughs) that part the tiger blood part we have seen Robert Downey Jr. be a whole ass crackhead and come back to be Iron Man yes in court (coughs) multiple times arrested multiple times multiple times Woody Allen had all Mm. these allegations against him for years, and white people ain't never turned their back on him. They were still in his movies. He was still getting nominated. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Like, stop it. His stepdaughter he slept with? His his adopted daughter. Adopted daughter. Yeah. Married her. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Leave that man alone. He's probably suffering enough. Stop making speculations about their marriage. We all have a bird's eye view. Don't nobody really know what's going on in their marriage. No. What we know for sure is this. They both had an agreement to see other people. They were separated for years. If you read his book, you will find that out. Mm -hmm. They were separated for years. The issue is Jada messed with someone who didn't know how to keep his mouth shut. Mm. Didn't understand the rules. rules. Didn't understand Mm -hmm. the definition of discretion. Right. That's the only reason why we found out about what was going on. Right. And And now everybody's in arm. Right. If you read the book, he even said Jada had to sit in my in my shadow for years 
And now she's finally found a niche of her own and it's the red table talk. And now people want to say, oh, that's a terrible thing. Mm. She just wants to be in the spotlight. This woman was never in the spotlight. Right. She fell back. She said she fell back. She pushed her career back. She even quit Hollywood at one point. Mm-hmm. But Will was pushing her. But y'all don't want to hear When that. she quit Hollywood, why that also stung that other comment that Chris said and was like, you wasn't even invited. Right. It is. That's what I'm saying. Like, and so I don't want to hear that. And the last part, <clears throat> I, saw, I keep saying stuff like, oh, Jada's probably still going to go to the Academy Awards even after this. Let me say something. Mm. If people who are saying that don't know anything about the Academy Awards, the people who go to the awards get invited mm. by the Academy. Yep. Or, because A, they've been nominated or B, they're presenters. If it ain't either one of those, you then people going. ain't coming. Mm. Period. She's always been a plus one. Yep. So y'all need to stop with this dumb shit. It it irritates me. Yeah. As much as black women get beat Ooh, up on. Girl. And we're going to get into that. Yeah. We have enough of that. And and y'all want to just keep pointing the fingers at her? No, that man is a grown-ass 52-year-old man. Thank you. Who understands he has issues mm-hmm. and still working through them. He's a work in he progress. He snapped. Period. Yes. A lot of us have snapped. A lot of us have wanted to snap. But do you don't have millions of people watching us, so it just doesn't right. make it any less of a snappable moment because he's no. human. Right. I've seen people do some despicable things when there wasn't a, a crowd around. Mm. I've seen people do stuff that's not right. Now, if you had all your or all your indiscretions put and mistakes street. put on front street, mm. let's see how forgivable people would be. Thank Y'all need you. to stop. Y'all are pathetic. Right. And if you think I'm talking about you, I probably am. <laughs> right. Glass houses. I'm sorry, because it irritates me. It irritates me. Rightfully so. So, that, <clears throat> so that's all I'm going to say on the Will Smith situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and be clear, I'm not Team Will or Team Chris, right? I'm a team. It's an unfortunate situation. It's rich people business. Mm. It's my my business. Mm. It's it's. I hope that he gets redeemed. It's he's been banned from the award show, but that man can still get nominated for an award. Yep. So y'all need to shut up and stop. Just leave it a go. Let Stay it go. Stay in your lane. Stay in your and lane. And I'm going to tell Universal and Sony, ain't nobody listening from Universal or Sony or Netflix, but I'm going to let y'all know. Y'all dumb if y'all putting any projects on hold because one thing the black community going to do, mm. we riding. You put out a black a bad boy for, we up in them theaters, okay? Thanks. We going to be in them theaters. <laughs> so Bootleg you and paying customers. Y'all still haven't understood the the the, Dynamics. the the power of the black dollar. No. You put Bad Boy 4 out tomorrow and we will show up. Front seat packed. People COVID will be and all. In, yes, people will be in costumes acting like they Chris Rock and Will Smith <laughs> and on the Oscar stage, but we will be there. <laughs> okay? In droves. <laughs> so, don't don't stop that man's bag. No. Let that stuff go. Okay? Let that man, yeah. Come it's on. not just him that's getting paid. You telling me now all these people are not going to get paid? All those people that are production on production and making that money, right? You really, not... really going to stop production? Come on now. It's it's unfortunate. It's very, it's um, an unfortunate situation all the way. It around. is. So Gerard um, Carmichael, if many of you know him or don't know him, he's a comedian. He has a special on HBO. I highly suggest everybody watch it. It's unlike any comedy special I have ever seen. Um, it's funny, but it's it's endearing. It's heartbreaking. It is 
eye-opening. It is relevant and timely. So in this, he he tells people a little bit more about his background. And he tells everybody that he's gay, which was something that nobody knew. And Mm -hmm. he he tells a story about how the people in his life um, dealt with it, right? Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing that, he tells a story about how all the men in his family are just rolling stones. Like, his grandfather had, like, a whole bunch of kids. Both grandparents had a whole bunch of kids. His father... His grand, his father was the Ill- illegitimate child of his grandfather. Like his grandfather was married. Mm. His grandma was the side piece. Ah. And out of the side piece relationship, five, I think four or five kids were born. Damn. His father was one of them. That's yes. a whole. That's not. That's a whole ass family. Not a side. Yeah, they had like twenty something kids. That ain't something no crazy. Side piece. Side piece. Side piece with kids. Is that right? Five, like five, four or five kids. His father was one of them. His father married his mother and had kids outside of his marriage. Learn behavior. Yes. Gerard Carmichael found out, told his dad he needed to tell his mother. He tells his he tells his mother. His mother calls him and his brother. It's like, your father told me. I'm okay. They go over the next day. This woman woke up and made this man breakfast. And he and that ate stuck it. With, and that stuck with Gerard Carmichael, mm-hmm. right? And, and then here's the thing. Of course he's going to eat it because he's looking at it like she forgave me. Yep. And that's not even about whether or not he ate it. It's the fact that she got up and made this Negro breakfast. Right. Like, everything was okay. <clears throat> so, Gerard then says, he goes and tells his mom that he's gay. And she tells him, well, I can't accept that because I got to follow the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, you can accept this man mm-hmm. having children outside of his marriage. Adultery. Which is adultery. That's what which is a top ten commandment. I'm sure. But you can't love up on your son because he's gay? Thou shalt not covet another person's wife, husband. Isn't that in there, too? That's, yeah. that's okay. Just checking. <laughs> I, I I ain't saying I'm I'm all I'm saying is the top ten and the commandments I learned didn't say you don't don't be gay or don't love your gay children. It, it didn't sure say don't. that. Mm-mm. Sure didn't. I'm just saying. So and I say it's timely because we are still in this era where we just for some reason we can accept everything else, but our child being gay is just like yeah. absolutely not. Even the most unreligious people. Yes. Will use religion as a means to disown and discredit their right. child because they come out as your gay. child could be a murderer, and folks are still like, "Well, you that's know, my baby. That's my baby." Well, you just he just took some he or she just took somebody else's baby. He, you don't know that. That's not what the evidence say. Mm. He was he was framed. He was attacked. Okay. Oh, but I'm still love my child. Right. Okay, mom, I'm gay. Oh, you got to get out. Yeah. I can't. You're going to hell. I can't have a gay child. <laughs> You can't. You can't pick. Don't pick your sin because people in your mind spit sin differently than you. In your mind. Huh. Good morning. Sin differently Hello. than you. I'm exactly. just saying. Um, Glass houses. That's where we. A lot of us live in. Mm. Um, congratulations to Katandi Brown Jackson, who is the first black woman in the whole history of the United States of America Supreme Court to ever sit mm. on the Supreme Court and the most qualified. Yes. That part. Most qualified. Most educated. Hello, good morning. Most educated. Who sat on several levels of different levels of court that the others have not. Public defender. What? Right. Who was confirmed by Lady Graham three times. Mm. Miss Lindsey Graham. Yes, because that one right there. Confirmed her three times for other benches, but said she wasn't good enough to hold the highest court in the land. What? 
Seriously? Sit on the husband. You can kiss my black ass with that one. Mm. Both cheeks. Yes. So, congrats to her. And then, Russell Wilson. So, there was this podcast going around, and this guy who, I don't know if y'all ever watched Bad Girls Club. I think it was Bad Girls Club. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, this is the same guy. Who was married, had a a, a whole-ass girlfriend outside of his relationship and got her pregnant is a mess. Mm. This man talks about how Russell Wilson is corny and Sierra's only with him with money and she should have stayed with Future and Future's a better dude than than Russell Wilson. And I'm so tired of this Russell Wilson corny discussion. <sighs> that man is... So, a woman who chooses peace... Thank you. <laughs> security, mm. love... What? Commitment. Come through. Fidelity. Come through. It, a man who does that is corny? <laughs> Apparently, because look, I don't want to be a player no more. Is that big pun, big Joe, fat Joe, whatever? That mm-hmm. was a hit song because people, that's the life people think they want to lead. So when it's, somebody is treating someone right and respecting them, it's seen as corny? Give me an L7 any day. You know Uh-oh. what an L7 is? Square. I would take a square any day over some washed up. Mm has been NFL player. What a mad and drama. So, hello. And then, so, and then they were saying, oh, Sierra's only with him for money. First of all, Sierra had her own money before she got with Russell Wilson. Does this person Granted, under a rock? This person's toxic masculinity at its uh, highest peak, okay? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, you could say he, he doesn't, she don't have Russell Wilson money, but she had her own money. They both got Russell, millions, right? Yes, okay. he got okay. some more millions, but <laughs> there's still millions in the conversation, right. right? And so let's let's reverse and and go back and somebody said that they were tired of hearing this whole Russell Wilson corny thing, and they found a clip where he was talking about how he bagged Sierra, and they was like, well, what was the pickup line? He said he had this tattered wallet. He's had this wallet for years. And it was just like falling apart, whatever. And he's like, you know, he know he he knew he needed a new wallet, but he wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. focused on that. He was focused on other things. So he said when they went out on their first date, he took his wallet out and put it on the table. And she was like, okay, what is that? And he was like, that's my wallet. She was like, well, what's going on with that? He's like, oh, oh, oh don't, don't clown on my wallet. He was like, because what that shows you is commitment and consistency that I'm going to stick with something. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm not just going to toss I mean, it that's, out. That's some. Mm. And I said, okay, Russell. I was like, let me just pull up my chair a little closer to this here table <laughs> and put my, be like, okay. And what say so, you? <laughs> you said commitment, huh? Right. Dedication. Consistency. Consistency. What? <laughs> Meanwhile, future out here on his 12th baby mama. <sighs> I don't even know. Lord. Like. Russell Wilson's not corny. No. That dude is just toxic but that's, and is yeah. a hater. But that speaks to how society sees men who are are stand-up men who value their women, who are committed, respectable, and take care of their women is seen as a negative. Kind of like with the whole education thing. Like, you go get yeah. a degree, folks like, okay, great, you're being bougie. You come home from the pen, it is like 1999 party. Right. Priorities. No, that's true. Excuse me, priorities are different. I mean, but look at it. Didn't they call Will Smith corny? They sure did. Will Smith has been called corny for years. His entire, most of his and, career. 
and he has dealt with a lot of backlash mm-hmm. a lot of people saying and it's the same it's the same dichotomy yeah and not saying that the two are the same because of course like will smith physically assaulted somebody but what i'm saying is you look at these two men and people are like nobody is this nice nobody is this yes there are people that are this nice yeah and they will go upside your head yes when you push them talking smack man everybody has a limit right everybody has a limit and it doesn't make it right but everybody has a limit right because y'all because the news is quick to be like let someone do a mass shooting and they don't look like us and they're like oh they had mental health problems mm -hmm. but let it be the other side Gang or gang violence, black, black, like it's not, it's not handled in the same way. It's not, but, but we don't handle ourselves the same way. No. When, when toxic masculinity is at its peak. Yeah. When you have a stand up black dude, people are going to label him two things, gay or corny. Yeah. That's it. That is so true. And it feeds, it's a cycle. It's a cycle that happens. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because that would, had there been a different narrative surrounding corny, I think. When we talk about the relationship flags next week or on our next episode, it'll come into play because quarter people, not to say they don't have red flags, but I'm guessing they have a lot less. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) It's possible. It's possible. It's a possibility just because if they're doing certain things that we as women that want to be in a committed relationship see as worthy and they're doing that, then you're not going to have us other women out here like he can't be committed. Because those are all the things that people or women in relationships or people in relationships complain about. Not being consistent. Right. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break and when we come back we will jump right into our tea time segment. education of the black woman a mind is a terrible thing to waste if you guys know where that comes from run with me on this was that unicef no that's not it it's not unicef, not UNICEF. <laughs> what's it called <laughs> the united yes. negro not that's where i was coming from <laughs> i'm still recovering y'all i'm still recovering i knew it was unite something <laughs> Anyway, Anyway, so we have already alluded to how black women in education and how we're seen in multiple arenas. But before, you know, we get to that point, where have we been, where we've been and looking at the trajectory of where we've come now over the timeline and how black women have changed the face of America, of education in America, looking back to the. Even before Brown versus the Board of Education, which is one of the historic cases that we all know and have heard of, black women have been making strides in education, and so many have been responsible for creating the movement to create to to come up against racial inequalities and just social status of ourselves, and then current work situations. Um, and they these women definitely put in the into the ethos. What do you call it? Ecosphere, ethosphere, whatever that they're here to change education. They're here to move forward and stand up policies and procedures that will benefit us in the long run. When Brown and, Brown and Board of Versus Education um, Supreme Court case, because it's known for 
striking down separate but equal, we all know, unfortunately, that the equal educational accommodations were not available to us. And black women were definitely at the forefront of trying to make this happen and make them equal. A lot of these cases involve dozens of black women who have outnumbered black men as plaintiffs serving as the backbone of the movement and the educational system. A lot of our educators are black women, and it has continued to this day. And then we have to kind of look forward, taking into context of where we've been and how the, those um, legal decisions have affected us. How is that affecting us where we are going now? Sure. Yes, that is true. Um, you know, where we are now, <clears throat> when we look at it, we'll, you will see that black women are the most educated group in the United States, mm. right? And that is something that I think everybody knows. Like, that's not a secret. It's, yeah. it's almost, you can see it if you open your eyes. Yeah. If you look at what's going around in the landscape of which we're in, yes, black women are the most educated group in the United States. But what does that really mean when, it talk, when we talk about opportunities, wages, and overall quality of life? Well, let's look at some of the numbers, right? And, you know, there are stereotypes about African-American people um, in, gen- in general mm-hmm. when it comes to education, but black women specifically. However, when we're looking at the statistics, between the academic years of 20, of 2000 and 2001 to 2015, 2016, the number of bachelor uh, degrees awarded increased by 75%, and the number of associate degrees earned by black people um, increased by 110%. That is, that's a, a huge, huge number, it's a right? Huge jump. So among the black students in higher education, women are going to be more likely than men to earn these degrees. And so we see black women, 64, a little over 64% of black women get their bachelor's degrees. 71% of master's degrees. And then 65, a little over 65% of doctoral medical and dental degrees. That is huge. Massive. That is huge. That's beast mode. That is huge, okay? If you when you look at it, that is huge, yeah. Um, but we are also unfortunately, and I don't know if we have like the means and the time and the resources to really deep even um, to dive even deeper into this, Mm -hmm. but black students are overrepresented in the lowest earning majors, and that's striking. Like, we're getting all Mm -hmm. of these degrees. But these degrees aren't in the fields that are really going to help us generate income, mm. which we know will help us generate wealth. generational wealth, wealth. Right. Right. And then we're also taking on the most debt. So if you look on the student, if you're looking at what, you know, one of the relevant conversations we're having now is about student loan forgiveness. A lot of black women probably hold most of the student mm-hmm. loan debt. Yep. <laughs> because we are getting these degrees. So what are some of the top majors that you'll find on black women in you will find us in health and medical administration services human services and community organizations social work sure right you're going to see us in sociology um human resources and personnel management um and if you look at that that's always geared towards helping others Mm. and black women have been highly um engaged in helping others that's been like centuries enslaved yes you know and so it's almost like it's ingrained in our dna yeah to 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 go towards that but we do have some people who are looking at computer and information 
um, degrees, which you don't really see a mm-hmm. lot of us in. And that's where but, money can be made. Right. Um, you know, of course, pre-law and legal studies, but I feel like, I mean, definitely in law school, I think when I was in law school, there weren't a lot of us. I'm mm-hmm. going to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't, I, I'm going to date myself. I don't care. I was in <laughs> law school in 1998. That when I was in law school? That's when, when you, did I go to law school? We graduated in 98, didn't we? I went to, And you went yes. right to school. Right? Yeah, in 98. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I graduated in 2002. So, yeah. So, there weren't a lot of us at the school that I was at. There weren't a mm. lot. Um, and I didn't go to an HBCU grad school. I went to a PWI. Um, so, there weren't a lot of us. Right. And I'm, I would assume, though, that now there probably are more. Yeah. But I do see us taking jobs like paralegals. Yeah, that's a lot. I see a lot of black women as paralegals, Mm -hmm. which, again, lower earning Mm -hmm. majors and degrees. So... Do you think that um, has anything to do with, like, the guidance counselor component of the educational system and what has been recommended to them to follow up and pursue? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't think that we get... I feel like the generations after us, mm-hmm. right? I feel like, I know I always talk about generations, but I just think generation Gen X is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, unfortunately, I think that the generations, I mean, fortunately, the generations that come after us, like the Gen Zs, mm-hmm. the alpha generation, I think the black girls that come up in these generations are definitely going to have greater access to opportunities to to these higher earning mm-hmm. majors and jobs. Yeah. And they're a little bit more outspoken. Right. I feel like our generation was mm. the springboard to a lot of people getting higher mm-hmm. degrees because our parents, a lot of our parents aren't college educated mm-hmm. and the ones that are may have gotten an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree. And that might have been where it they stopped. stopped. Right. So we're talking about baby boomer generation. Right. Mm. Gen X <clears throat> think started to get their bachelor's and their master's i think the millennials took it to the to the Next higher level. level and started getting their phds mm-hmm. and i feel like as we progress you will see that there are going to be more black women pursuing higher degrees mm-hmm. and those degrees that are um <clears throat> higher earning yeah definitely and and that definitely goes in in the vein of us being with the most educated group, because even though black women only make up 12 to 13 percent of the female population in this country, they consistently make up over 50 percent of the number of black people who receive post-secondary degrees. And it's only increasing. The trajectory of that is increasing. Yeah. Because of what Z said about the how the generations are viewing things and going after things and job satisfaction. If they, if they don't like it, they're out. Mm-hmm. They don't just stay in it just to keep going. If they want to change majors or do something else, they're a little bit more in tune to do that. In addition, a lot of them don't have the the, the feeling of, I have my circumstances of, I have to take care of me, my family, my kids, mm-hmm. my mom, my dad, my grandma, Uncle Pookie, you know, all those things, which unfortunately <laughs> is, is always put on us, or a lot mm-hmm. of times we take it on mm-hmm. as well. So, but you know, percentage-wise... You know, black women definitely outpace white women, Latinas, and Asian Pacific Islanders in this arena as well. However, because they are, even though that this is a clear fact, 
um, there's still a lot of negative imagery surrounding us, even though we are the most educated, you know, in, in pursuing respectable, you know, uh, paths in life, we are still seen in a negative context as far as our career options, as far as like welfare queen or baby mama, angry black woman often comes with the whole educated thing. Like, oh, if, well, if you're educated, you're probably an angry black woman because you couldn't get no man. And now you're just focusing on your education. And that's why you can't have no kids and family and stuff like that. So you can't, you're not allowed to move forward without the expectations of what society may put on you. Black women aren't allowed empathy. Nope. We aren't allowed to be soft. Mm-hmm. We're not, there's, there's, if, there's this conversation going around called the soft life. And how black women deserve the soft life. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the soft life eludes us. The soft life is you're just able to live yes. and be and do and have all the finer things in life. And not be And have the healthy relationship and not have to deal with all of this toxic masculinity and all of this bullshit that comes along with it, right? Mm-hmm. But you see, in the case of Justice, because, you know, she's a justice now. Thank you. Justice Brown Jackson this woman was the most qualified person on that bench. Yes. And still not. The most qualified the most and still qualified. not worthy enough. You understand what I'm and saying? And attacked by people who don't have shit on shit. her. Don't have shit. And you think about that and you look at it and you and you put that into context of where you are in your career. Yes. It's the same you thing. You can't get but so far because you, you are can't. critiqued. Even though you're qualified. You still get critiqued as if you Joe Schmo coming off the street with nothing to your name. It's how the whole boy network works. Those it folks is. aren't aren't qualified. I see it in the government, even though people don't think it can happen in the government. It, it does. happens in the, the government. The nepotism is wow. The <laughs> patriarchy. Yes. And all to our detriment. And I do at think, high level. you know, and it makes me wonder now, because we all see that, because we're all, a lot of times, aren't good enough for... Um, a particular position, why there's the whole, why black women are, some black women are backbiting when it comes to certain positions and throw each other under the bus because they know it's like there's only one spot that the powers that be will allow us to get through. So I got to fight for that spot. I don't know. I just had that revelation. I don't know if that's the case, but it just makes me think about situations I've been in where women are more qualified than I am in certain areas but they think I'm trying to come for them in their job. And I'm re- I'm like, I don't, I don't care. That's not even my area of expertise. But it's because the patriarchy and the system that has been set in place mm-hmm. makes us believe that there can only be one, one. of us. Yes. They don't do that to other people, but they do that to us. And it's almost in a sense to keep us in check, yeah. to keep us in line, mm-hmm. to make us the respectable Negro. Mm. Like you're going to be here and you should be happy. I'll, I'll give you a, a case in point. I was having a problem with a manager. Okay. My counterpart was a white woman. She was also having the same problem with the same person. Okay. With their manager. She's my counterpart. She had a a degree in library sciences. I have my law degree. Um, and we were having difficulties dealing with this manager. She went to the CEO at the time and, and said, I'm having problems with this person. I cannot work under her. I have to go. And they found a way to let her leave and go someplace else. I went and had the same conversation 
And I was told basically I should just be happy mm. that I had the job that I had. Mm. And that why would I want to leave when I'm making good money? Lord, that conversation. And it could have a, you know, you leaving could have, you know, an adverse effect on your career trajectory. Mm. Excuse me? So why did she get to go? Right. You see what I'm saying? These microaggressions and all that business, that's a microaggression and that we deal with multiple times a day. Multiple times. And I just say these things to say. And then there was another, on the flip side, I got a promotion. I got a whole promotion. Mm -hmm. Like they switched, they redid my whole PD to give me me more money. Mm -hmm. And people couldn't understand why they would do that for me. That's that statement right there. Like, why does she deserve that? Do you see what I do? Do you look at this resume? Is it not? Mm. Is it not computing to you? Is the math not mathing? I was underpaid, boo. Thank you. I'm just getting adjusted. And even so, we still underpaid, though. (laughs) Hello. We're still underpaid. They just, right. So don't do that. But that is what we have to face constantly. Mm. It doesn't matter how educated we get. We still sometimes are too far away to grasp the opportunities, right? Mm. They, they hold the opportunities just out of reach for us. You got to do a little bit more. So when we're talking about education and opportunity, what are we looking at? Mm. We still, black women, as educated as we are, still make far less than our white counterparts. Mm. Far less. Facts. 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 Mm. Facts. However... A bitch just got some more money, so I'm on. I may be on par with some of my white counterparts. Finally, but do you know what I had to do to get there? Just double. What did they say? We have to be twice as good, right? Just to be so, accountable with the to to be on the same level with the average folk, right? And I make good money, but I know people who are the same as me that's making better money, Girl, doing the same you thing. You understand what I'm both. saying? And you see people <laughs> like, what do they do? Hello, good morning. And, you, and they make, they make, I'm sorry, you're an SES? And you do what? Okay. You don't have any degrees. Okay. Got it. We are paid just 62% of what non-Hispanic white men were paid in 2018. So it basically takes... The typical black woman, nearly seven extra months to be paid what the average white man took home back on December 31st. You understand that? On average, black women earn roughly 38% less than white men every year. We don't see the fruits of our labor when it comes to our pay. Even to be brought to the table for certain discussions. And And I think that's also partly why a lot of us go on and get our our doctorates or mm-hmm. advanced degrees mm-hmm. because that is now we have the paper and the proof yet again coming back to having papers and what we prove what we're worth to justify us getting paid and even with that we still don't get paid because you know what they do they try to diminish a field mm. When there are too many of something in it. Yeah. Case in point. At one point, the law, the the legal field, lawyers, was seen as pink-collared work. Why? Because more women were getting law degrees than men. So, and then when that started to happen, 
you started to see the salary shrink. Mm. Why? Because, oh, there's women doing this job now. If you go and look at jobs where now women are outnumbering men, look at how the salaries have differed. Mm. And I tell you, you will see the salaries decrease, not increase. That is what they do. Mm. So where does that leave us? And how far have we come from that? You know, because we, we, we still have to stand up in the face of this every day, unfortunately. We do. And I mean, we're, when we talk about, because I know you're going to go into how far we've come. Mm-hmm. When we talk about some of the women who have achieved the higher, the upper echelon of things, this shit is recent. <laughs> yes. Like within the past decade. <laughs> this shit is not like. Plus, like. This isn't yes, 1938. Like, right. This is shit in 1884. We're we in the 2000s like... here. We're in the 2000s. <laughs> and then you look at the people they were going to talk about, and you look at what they had to bring to the table to be to be deemed worthy. worthy. And they still weren't deemed worthy. Enough. Yes. That. Go ahead. That, speak that, on that right it, there, because speak on the first one. The first speak one. Speak on the first our one. Madam. <laughs> I'm sorry, first lady. First lady, Michelle Obama. For her to get props, she had to be the first lady. And she still don't get props. She no. still gets torn down. She still talk about if she, her arms are showing. What? What? Like this? Smarter st- than her husband, okay? Yes. Smarter than, than her husband. her husband. She and everybody else knows that Obama would not have been president if it wasn't for her. Smarter than her husband. And you know what people will talk down on her, but Melania ain't have a nickel to... to, she- to to rub two nickels to rub together. She got some fur though. She got some fur that she be laying around in naked, but whatever. Right. Don't even have a, a DeVry degree. Mm. Okay. Don't have a degree for the DeVry Institute. Her, her her damn husband created a whole ass college and couldn't get that bitch a degree. Right. And she was deemed because she was fake. A, it was a fake. It was a fake <laughs> college. <laughs> she was deemed a better suited first lady than Michelle Obama who had two degrees mm. from two Ivy League colleges. Who took a Are pay cut. Me? Pay cut to become first lady. From the, and then she's math. already not getting paid already. And now she's taking another another pay cut. The math's not math. No, it's not. Not not at all. And then Chief Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Do you see where we're going with these with these positions? Where women I mean, I'm happy this is how far we come, but we in the two thousands. Here, folks, the 2000s, okay? And then Madam Vice President Kamala Harris. She's freaking Vice President. Like the three people I I have just named. <laughs> just, it's just in, insane that these women had to get the notoriety and the respect. And I say that cautiously because a lot of people still don't respect them, even though they've proven that they belong in the positions that they are in. And they're far overqualified from everybody else. There's some other women that I'm just going to give a quick little overview of, of who've also contributed that unfortunately still don't get any props. Um, Dr. Shirley Jackson helped with, with developing call waiting, anything with our phone, you know, stuff like long distance calls and stuff like that. And she was one of the first women to earn a doctorate from MIT. So, and how long ago was that? 1930-something. It was a long time ago. Anyway, it's the point is, she still hasn't gotten any... Black, people don't know that. With the with all the phone stuff that's going on, and we just had Black History Month, women, Black, um, Women's History Month, these are things that we still don't know. Sarah Good 
move over Ikea. She designed like the quick shaping um, storage-based furniture. So Like a Murphy bed. Yeah, and the Murphy bed. It came the Murphy bed. Then um, Home Security, ADT, Marie Van Britten, Brown. She helped discover, you know, develop that. Um, the cameras and stuff like that. Uh, Lida Newman did the, you know, new and improved hairbrush, which I'm sure we all appreciate. Because, yeah, we need a brush in our life as black women. And a, a huge one, I would say, is the whole city of downtown was started by another black woman uh, black woman named Bridget Biddy Mason. That's you mean Los, downtown Los Angeles? Yeah, what did I say? Yeah. You should just say downtown. Downtown. Which downtown. Downtown. <laughs> downtown like LA. <laughs> you know, so you just those those are some things. There's the the NASA look at the NASA ladies. That it, it took how long for them to come out that they helped put people in space? Like and those women were doctorates and, and educated and they just now getting some some attention and respect. So it's pervasive and there's a ton of other women I could talk about, but it's the point is that it keeps happening. It keeps it happening. Does. So and what do we do? I mean, we have to, there's just two, we, we have to break down some of the barriers. Like mm-hmm. we still have a, a long way to go. We've made some strides and we've come a long way, but we still have a long way mm. to go. You know, there's still barriers, socioeconomic status, like food insecurity. Mm-hmm. You know, there's single parent led households, lack of resources, you make enough, but, but not enough. So there's, you know, you have situations where, you know, you can't afford to put your child in like a Mm -hmm. pre-K program. Well, you make too much to put your child in a federally funded pre-K program, but you don't make enough to pay tuition to put your child in a pre-K program. So you're stuck in the middle, not knowing what to do, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, there is a lack of black professors and teachers like we are underrepresented in college mm. faculty and staff um i asked my husband because he went to howard i was like well i, I just assumed and it's, i have ignorance i'm sorry but i just assumed when you went to hbcus that your professors were all going to be black like that was the experience right, right. You that's learned a calling card for a lot of from students. black professors and he didn't have a lot of black professors a lot of indians some he did say some africans but it wasn't as, as what you would think as what you would think, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I just assumed that all your professors, like, I that's my ignorance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that just is telling. Like, not even at a, at a HBCU, are we having right overly representation? Not, a, and that's where you would think that's where we would go. But then it also right. goes to to how much we're not getting paid because a lot of right. unfortunate HBCUs, funding wise, they don't have the funds to pay the teachers what, what they worth, really should they be worth. Exactly. Right. Um, then counting taxes, like we live in PG County, which is the, probably, if I had to say it's the wealthiest County for African-Americans in the country mm-hmm. It is by far, it is. it is the wealthiest County for mm-hmm. black, like on average, I don't, I don't know anybody who lives in PG County that makes less than six figures. I don't, I don't on part of part PG County because it's different. Well, parts. That, that's true. Yeah. But I don't know. Right. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't know. I try to be shady. I'm just saying. Right in our circle, in our circle. Yeah, I don't know anybody. You don't know anybody. Who, like, yeah, it's just 
they either make it over six or they at the cusp. Right. They about to They're break, about to break the, the, the six figure mark. And the people that I do know that are making six figures are making good six figures. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's the wealthiest county. But our and only reason I'm not putting because I know that's kind of tacky to talk about salary. But I'm talking about it in the context of we are making money out in this county, but the school system is trash. Yeah. It is garbage. It is. I don't understand it it's, at it's all. It's baffling. Like the folks <coughs> in my neighborhood, there's so many folks, you know, and we are in that, you know, middle, upper class, you know, framework. The most of these people in my neighborhood send their kids to private school. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, every, sends that, their I kids mean, to I still see school. a couple kids getting off the bus, but it's not. I know there's a lot more kids in my neighborhood that are not that are not on those buses. No. Because they're going so to private school. Exactly. So we're making all this money and we're paying taxes. Mm-hmm. So so the other part is our salary, yes, we make good money, but them taxes is hitting. Okay. Then property. We were taxes, one of the highest tax stuff. tax realms in, in Maryland. Exactly. So you look at that and you say then your school system, because what they say taxes, high tax dollars equals great school system. Mm-hmm. If you look at that, then the PG County school system should be top tier. You would think. You would think. It is not. Nope. It is Montgomery County not. and Howard County, those um, mean income levels are high, as, as high as ours, a little bit higher, but their taxes their school, go to their school in a right, way that is school, effective. Yeah. Now, it depends on which part of Howard County Correct. and Montgomery County you are in. Correct. Just like here. Yeah, but, but even, but here, PG County, you could be in one of the more wealthier parts of PG County and the school system Agreed. is still, yes. schools are still Agreed. trash. And I don't understand Agreed. that. You cannot tell me that my house is worth a million dollars, but the school in my neighborhood is a three out of 10. Can we talk about that? You should have blue ribbon schools across, At, the, across the board. And we do not. What, what is the disconnect there? Like, it's that's, a lot. That Yes. It's ridiculous. And it's, so, and then there's a show, if you watch Abbott, uh, Abbott, uh, Abbott Elementary, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a fictional school set in Philadelphia. And it's a good show. It cracks me up. It's 30 minutes. If you're a fan of The Office or Parks and Recreations or something like that, you will enjoy the show. But it really dives into how poorly funded minority majority schools mm. are. My sister used to work in Baltimore County. And that well, we already ex- know, right? I guess it was know. so bad she moved overseas. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> we don't. You could go to any school. Like Abbott Elementary is a perfect example mm-hmm. of what happens. Like, unfortunately, I mean, it's funny as, a pr- as the principal is there. That principal ain't got no business being a principal. <laughs> he don't have the qualifications. It's just like you yes. see teachers there that have been there for thirty plus years that are like, look, this is how. You have to work within the system. You have teachers that are coming in that are like, but I want to change the system. Mm-hmm. And you have a school district that's just not doing what they're supposed to do for these kids. Right. And it's and it's sad. It is. Um, and, and, you know, so what what do we do? How can we help? What 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 needs to be done? I You know, I don't know. You know, there's you know, there's certain strides that have been made. Um, over the years, it's, you know, of course, advocating for girls. There's a lot of different programs that are, are stepping that up. You know, our, you know, sororities do that. There's other nonprofit organizations that try to help, right. you know, young ladies get into respect, you know, res- respective programs that help support what they want to do. One of which is STEM programs. 
you know, the science and technology um, and engineering stuff. So those programs are becoming much more prominent or they're getting mm-hmm. more press, maybe because of social media, because they've yeah. been there, but they just, we haven't been in them. Mm-hmm. And now it's something that is kind of, I guess, a little bit more in conversation. Like if we know your child is smart, because think about it, if in the education system for 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 individuals of color, because black individuals were always seen as being less smart, we are the first ones to go into special education and other things that hinder our learning. And we may need just adjustments. Not that we're dumb or stupid or anything. We just need adjustments. So because of that, and the learning environment is not conducive to what we need, the STEM programs where the science and technology aspects come in to help us get into better positions to get higher earning majors should we decide to go in that line of work are not offered and we're not yeah and we are not fed into that because we are pushed into the lesser um the let me not that's not the right way to say it the the way that people learn differently when it's um you know special education so those it's opportunities kind of- are like cut off before we even get to the point to be put into those STEM programs to get into the educational position. You're absolutely right because you kind of look at it like the way that people are talking about defund the police, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not really defund the police. No. It's just taking it's the resources and reallocating them. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with education, right? We only use the money to focus on certain things, but there could be a reallocation. A lot of kids who we deem to have to be put into these special classes, right? it's not their ability to learn. It's the fact that there are so many other distractions Mm. in their life that they can't sit and focus on the task at hand. There's food insecurity, so they come to school hungry. They're not going to be able to focus on eating. I've seen it, you know, so many times when I've gone to sit with my sister when she was in Baltimore. She would bring breakfast for the children before we could even start, before she could even start teaching. Right, you have to, these kids are coming to school with with dirty. Yes, they're dirty. And unkept, and it's just like that is where their focus is. And then they can't focus on the task at hand and they're getting bullied and they're getting chastised. And so they're on attack mode because they just have been ignored for so long. You know what I mean? You have a a county like PG County where there are schools that have magnet program. Well, that that case in point, Philadelphia, every high school, as as far as I can remember, whether it was a magnet school or not, had a specialization. Mm. Like there's a school, Dobbins, Dobbins Technical it was Dobbins High School was a technical high school, so they learned technical trades. Like everybody learned a trade. There was you go to a high school, you're going to learn a trade by some sort, or you're going to go to a magnet school that is going to focus on certain things. Like there are people that we know that okay, you know, um, there's some people that we went to college with that went to high school in Philadelphia, and they went to a high school called um, Engineering and Science. It was focused on mm-hmm. engineering and science. Every high school, Northeast, I believe, was focused on agriculture, maybe. Like, um, every high school in Philadelphia focused on something. Oh, Saul. Saul focused on agriculture. So there was a, a thing that you could get into. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the magnet schools, you had to apply for those. But you could still go to a school and learn a trade. Here, you got to get into a lottery program in yeah. PG County. What the hell is that? I don't Why, understand that. Yes, the lottery, like, so uh, there's a chance <coughs> or maybe not my child will get the education that they need? That they, not that they need, that they deserve. Right, exactly. That they, they deserve. deserve. There's a chance. And Mm-mm. there's a chance. Every school in this county should have a specialization. Agreed. I know the school down the road from me, they have a specialization. I think it's aviation, right? But that's not every school. 
Mm-hmm. It's not every school. And I believe that it's aviation because we're so close to NASA that I think yeah. NASA had like some involvement in that. Right. So it's unfortunate, like you said, but we have to, like, our sorority, we do mentorships. Mm-hmm. We do things like that. But, you know, there are so many other things that we need to, like you said, do to help us get there. Right. And like you said, it's advocacy. It's it's engaging our our girls more in um, STEM programs and it's the mentorship. Yeah. We have to, we have to do those things. Um, but I mean, education, we could have a whole nother hour conversation on that. Yeah. Um, but we can't. So we're <laughs> going to take a quick break and come back with our last sip of the day. <laughs> and we are back. So this is the last sip of tea with your hood Dalai Lama. I am your hood Dalai Lama. I'm just going to leave you with a quick quote, black, intelligent, educated. Now that's power. And that is attributed to Stephanie Layhart. Mm. Thank you all again for joining us this week on Sippin' Tea with Nat and Z. As you know, you can follow us on Instagram at Sippin' Tea underscore Nat and Z underscore pod. And on Facebook at Sippin' Tea Nat and Z to get information on upcoming pod to- podcast topics, guests and news. And thanks for listening again and catch us next episode where we're going to talk about relationship red flags have a great week y'all